This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What's going on, America? Welcome to a gauntlet edition of the Dear America podcast. This is going to be a three-peat episode on the last day of January. I cannot believe that we are already in, uh, well, I guess technically we're not in February yet, but February is tomorrow. It is insane to me to think about that. Um, another cool thing is I am actually coming to you guys. You guys can check it out on my story. I'm coming to you from, uh, I, you know, in my older age, I've gotten kind of lazy and I wanted a home studio built. So we have constructed a really cool home studio. We're getting ready to go back to full production video for the show. And I'm super excited about that. And we've got all these cool New gadgets, you know, a one cam, a two cam, a split cam screen so you guys can see what's going on. Uh, we've really been working on this thing and it looks really awesome. Like it, it's it's a different set than we've ever done because it's a home studio, but it looks like a YouTuber set. And I just think that that's so awesome. But unfortunately, as fate would have it, uh, this is just the world that, you know, we live in here. Um, we've got this new software equipment that's going to allow us to literally, I can from my house, this is how cool it is. So I don't even have to go into the studio anymore. I can from my home do the full broadcast production of the show for you guys. And I can switch it all myself. I can do all the assets and everything. Um, but we went to test it out yesterday after days of setting this thing up getting the angles right, making sure everything looked good on camera because the way things look on camera is not necessarily the way things look in real life. Uh, we go to test it. And when I say this new software, I mean, I can stream on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, all, all at the same time in 4K. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, we discovered that the computer that we have that we've been using is nowhere close to being able... <laughs> to handle that kind of like streaming. And so it's not the internet. It's not the cameras. It's not that it is the computer itself. So of course, then I have to go and we have to specialty order a computer that's powerful enough to handle it. Because I don't know if you know this, I didn't know it because I'm not a computer nerd, but I'm learning. Uh, apparently normal people don't buy these kind of computers. Um, and so that was quite a, quite an expensive thing. And as you would have it, thank you, Joe Biden economy. It's going to take about a month for that piece of software to get here. But stick with us 
Here very soon, the Dear America podcast is coming back full production with a focus on YouTube, a focus on Rumble. And it's great if you listen on audio. But in about a month, if you are not watching on YouTube or Rumble, you are going to be missing out because I am bringing this show full force again. We're going to have video assets every single day. And if you're listening on audio, that's great, but you're just going to miss a lot. So you might as well go ahead and go subscribe to YouTube, go subscribe to Rumble, uh, because that is the future of the direction that we're going here, bringing you a better show, a full-fledged show. Um, it took me a while to get to this point. I've taken the past year to kind of get my bearings back on, you know, what direction do I want to go? What direction do I want to be? Um, and, you know, it's time to bring the show back. And so I'm excited about it. I uh, hate to be a big old tease, um, but uh, you're going to have to wait about another month <laughs> but I am filming from the new studio set, which is really cool. Um, you know, I, I'm excited about that. And, and so it, it's cool. It's a different atmosphere. Puts me in the right mood. Uh, <laughs> as weird as that may be. But but either way, I'm excited to bring you guys this. Um, we have got a lot of stuff to talk about. And so, you know, I, I've got this is going to be broken down into different episodes today. Um, and so bear with me. The world has gone completely insane. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA of 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, Birch Gold can help you protect yourself with gold today by texting Graham to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's zero obligation to make this request. Just text Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 right now. Uh, but first of all, we've got to talk about the fact that Sunday was my birthday. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Let me see if I can do a stupid little thing here. Watch this. Watch this. Ooh, no, that's not what I wanted. What about this one? Yeah, yeah. Sunday was my birthday, and uh, I decided to do, I decided to have a little bit of fun. <laughs> and I put up a picture of of myself and it's too bad you're it's too bad we can't show you this online like you know, because this is hilarious i decided on the left i was going to put a picture up of when i very first started doing this stuff i mean my very first headshot ever i didn't even know what a headshot was and for those of you who don't know what a headshot is a headshot is like you with a professional photographer with a white or a off-white background and the sole purpose of it is so they can take that photo of you 
eliminate the white and put you on graphics, put you in, you know, biographical information, et cetera, et cetera. And it was, you know, I think I was 27 at the time when, when that photo was taken, I was still active duty military. So I was a solid 20 pounds, uh, less heavy than I am today. Uh, a solid eight, almost nine years younger. And then next to it, I put a photo up <clears throat> that was probably taken about a, I don't know, about a year ago, I guess. Uh, but I did it on purpose because I have a beard now, as everybody knows, and then I put it black and white. And so I decided to do a poll and it backfired completely on me. I mean, I knew it would be funny. I didn't expect it to be this drastic, but you know, whatever. Um, I put up a poll and I said, how old, how ancient do you think I am today? Do you think I'm still in my 30s? just hit my 40s, or maybe I have a year to live. And let me see if I can actually find uh, the official results, because I don't want to give you uh, fake news. So if you'll bear with me for one second, we're going to go into the archive of my Instagram here, and we're going to get to the bottom of these poll results here. Okay, here we go. So 35% said that I'm still in my 30s. 59% of you said that you think I just hit my 40s. How dare every single one of you, you're all dead to me. And then a whopping 6% said I've got maybe one year left to live. (laughs) Um, For those of you wondering, I am 36 years of age. Um, I do feel like I'm in my 40s, but I'm not. I'm 36 years old. And just like I said on my stories, I I just wanted to take a moment Uh, Before we get into the actual shows, I just want to take a moment and say that um, when I first started doing all of this stuff, I I was this 27-year-old just looking for that thing, man, looking for that thing that was my purpose, my mission, et cetera. There's been a lot of ups. There's been a lot of downs. um, But the one thing that has remained true is you the listener. And, and, and I don't say this enough anymore. And I really want to, um, fix that. And I really want to get back to acknowledging the fact that I owe every single one of you, everything, everything in my life, I I owe to you, the listener. And I'm thankful to you, um, not only for allowing me into your lives, because you do, you allow me into your lives every day, and, 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 and you give me an opportunity to, to be myself with you guys. And, and, and I think that that's great. And you have fundamentally changed my life. You fundamentally changed my family's life. I hope that I, in some way have been a positive in your lives. I hope that in some way, um, uh, me being in your feed, in your car, wherever you listen or watch, I hope that it has inspired you, it has encouraged you, it has made you feel less alone in this battle that we fight, Um, but none of this stuff would be possible without you guys. And so from the bottom of my heart, this is the start of the ninth year doing this. That is just so insane to me. We're, we're, We're closing in on a decade doing this stuff, and 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 you guys have been here for almost 10 years. This is the start of year nine. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. And um, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, and I just, yeah, I don't know how, how else to say it. Uh, this year 
is a year of growth for me personally. Uh, we're going to focus on some things on the show, uh, mainly bringing back full production of the Dear America. Um, we may even quit calling it the Dear America podcast and just call it the Dear America show, you know, kind of thing. Um, full production in that regard is a big thing. And, and, and that's because of you. So we feel like we owe it to you. We feel like uh, bringing you a better product again. Um, took me about a year to get through the whole campaign thing and, and, and all that stuff. And it's time to get back to work because things are worse than ever. Um, so thank you guys. I'm officially 36 years old, even though I apparently look 45. Um, and let's get talking about some things. All right. <clears throat> so things that don't matter about anything. Some of you may care. Some of you may not. January, the most refreshing and frustrating month of the year. You set out with lofty goals, stick to them for two weeks, and then fall right back into your old habits. Well, lucky for you, I have a goal you can accomplish today and feel great about. It's called the Protect Your Family by Getting a Will Goal. And you can check that box in five minutes for as little as $119 at epicwill.com. Oh, yeah. And when you use your promo code Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, you'll save an additional 10%. So I just made it even easier. Do you care about your kids? Do you care about your family? None of us actually think about it until, honestly, it's too late and then they have nothing. Secure your family. Secure them by having a living will, a will in case anything were to ever happen to you. If you really care about your family, you need to do this. Think about it. 50% of Americans don't have a will. Choose to be in the smarter 50%. Go to epicwill.com and use the promo code Graham for 10% off. Then you can laugh at your friends who failed to accomplish all their goals, knowing that your family is secure. That's epicwill.com, promo code Graham. Um, we have got um, the Super Bowl is now locked. We've got the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, I'm good with it. I like uh, Patrick Mahomes. I like Jalen Hurts. I like the Eagles. I like the Chiefs. Uh, if the Bills couldn't get in, I said, you know, my ideal pick for the Super Bowl was, uh, sorry, Todd, if you're listening, he's a Cowboys fan. Um, my ideal pick for the Super Bowl was Eagles-Bills. And if it couldn't be Eagles-Bills, then I wanted Eagles-Chiefs. I hate the 49ers. Sorry, Micah, if you're listening. Um Sorry, Max, uh, <laughs> <the> right, <laughs> uh, if you're listening, uh, uh, by the way, you should go check out Max's new show, Fire Country, on CBS. It's really good. Uh, but he's a huge 49ers fan, uh, but I did not want the 49ers to get it. I just, I can't. Colin Kaepernick ruined it for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that that's not fair, but it's just the way that I feel. Colin Kaepernick ruined the 49ers for me forever. I can't even look at it. I can't even look at the uniforms anymore. Without thinking about Colin Kaepernick. Um, and then the Bengals. I hate the Bengals. Why do I hate the Bengals? I hate the Bengals because I hate Joe Burrow. I hate Joe Burrow. Why? Because he's a pompous, arrogant jerk. That's why I hate Joe Burrow. Um, just little things like, you know, the Bengals uh, beat the Bills, right? Absolutely. Full thing. And Joe Burrow says to the fans of the Bills, right? Better go get your refunds in regards to like the AFC championship. And I just have such a major problem with that. Like, if you want to talk crap to the team, 
talk crap to the team, but, but, but how are you going to talk crap to the fan base of people? I just have a problem with that. Either way, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, the Chiefs took them out, and I'm going to play a little clip here uh, of, of uh, Travis Kels. Everybody says Kelsey, but I'm pretty sure that he said they actually pronounce it wrong. It's Travis Kels uh, because the Cincinnati mayor said that Arrowhead Stadium was Burrowhead. And so I thought that this was just pretty funny. So here you go. Has nothing to do with a whole lot of anything. But uh, here we go. This beautiful trophy. Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. <laughs> you jabroni. One more time. That's good. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. <laughs> you jabroni. For your right to party. I like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Kels. I, I, I like him a lot. Uh, anyway, so the Chiefs and the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I've seen some people be like, it's the first time in history two black quarter, two black starting quarterbacks are in the Super Bowl, it's history. And I agree. I think that's awesome. Uh, like I said, I like Jalen Hurts a lot from Alabama. I think he's a really solid dude. I think that he's got his head on straight. Um, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, his wife and his brother are annoying. I'm not negating that. Um, however, uh, Patrick Mahomes seems to have his stuff together. So, you know, it'll be a good Super Bowl. And now moving on to the things that you actually care about. Here we go. All right. So let's see. This is going to be coming to us from Fox News, I believe, or maybe it's not. Hang on. This has to do with the ultra left leaning woke uh, NBA player, Steph Curry. Yes, this is from Fox News. I'm going to open up the article in real time. Dude, I love this. I love the fact that I can read this stuff to you as we go along. Okay. So Foxnews.com is reporting. Remember, Steph Curry is all about abortion. He's all about um, he's all about Social Security. He's all about these things. Uh, I mean, not Social Security, socialism, et cetera. He's all about doing the things uh, that will uh, that that's that's communist, that's socialism, right? giving all your money to the poor, et cetera. But then this article comes out, which I just find absolutely hilarious. It is 100% uh, typical of the left. So here we go. Biden supporter, Stephen Curry, Steph Curry, moves to block low-income housing near his $30 million mansion. Nothing says, I love people who make less money than me, much like I don't want them building their crappy homes anywhere near my good home because I make a lot of money and I don't trust them because they don't make no money and they're not allowed to come near my house. Curry and his wife also asked the local government to build fencing to block the low income residents from seeing their home because they're the Curry's right. NBA superstar Steph Curry, who publicly endorsed Joe Biden for president in 2020 is opposing a low income housing development near his $30 million mansion. According to a local news report, uh, we hesitate to add to the not in our backyard, literally rhetoric, but we wanted to send a note before today's meeting safety and privacy for us and our kids continue to be a top priority. And one of the biggest reasons we chose Atherton as our home, Steph and his wife, Aisha, wrote in a letter to the officials of Atherton. Atherton, it kind of sounds like Eagleton. 
right? And Pawnee. No, no Parks and Rex fans. Okay. Uh, it was an attempt by Steph Curry, who was the fifth highest paid athlete in the world last year, according to Forbes, to prevent undesirable. Ooh, undesirables. What a word. From forming uh, in the area around his home in Atherton, California. Atherton is one of the most exclusive communities in the U.S. with Forbes ranking it as the most expensive zip code in the country. These elitist, these elitist and their elitist ways. Uh, this is typical rules for thee, not for me. Um, our rules. Yeah. Rules for thee, not for me. Um, I'm not shocked by this at all. Steph Curry sucks. I can't stand the guy. Um, and this is just another thing. It goes right along the same lines of, uh, I don't like guns. It, it, it's that, uh, oh, I wonder if I can find that clip of, uh, hang on. I'm going to do something. I wonder if I can find that clip of Gavin Newsom talking about, <laughs> talking about not, not wanting guns, not wanting guns while he's surrounded by people with guns. Hang on, do it this way. I know I've got it. Bear with me. You guys need to hear these things because this is real stuff. All right, here we go. This is Gavin Newsom talking about uh, how guns are bad. The Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pact. It feels like. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and that's the only question the community wants. How do you get What about guns? What about our kids? Do they want to school? Audio's kind of crap. Uh, he says the Second Amendment is becoming a suicide pact. Um, <laughs> and he's saying this as he's walking around with armed security. Sorry, quality's kind of bad uh, because of the wind or whatever. But 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 that's the hypocrisy of these people. That's what we're dealing with on a daily basis with these lunatics. Um, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Anyway, all right, moving on. This is interesting. I thought that this was really interesting. This is a report that is now saying that the word the is no longer, <gasps> they took it down oh no they did not the word the let me see if i can find it somewhere else they took it down they took they took the link down oh no that ah got it ha 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 thank you fox news okay this isn't the original article i guess they took the article down because of the 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 batman internet trolls this is fox news internet trolls associated press um, oh, the Internet Trolls Associated Press. That's who it was. It was AP for discouraging use of the discour discouraging use of the calling the word dehumanizing. The Associated Press caused a stir online after it updated its official style book to discourage writers. That's something to think about here. Uh, the, so this was this was them telling their writers what they can and cannot do. Um, let me turn this stupid. Sorry, guys. This is do not disturb. Don't talk to me while I'm working. Uh, do not disturb is on. Okay. 
So the Associated Press put out these words that they don't want their writers to use anymore. The Associated Press uh, did this on Thursday in their style book to discourage writers from using the word the, as it said the word is dehumanizing when used as a label to describe certain groups of people, including the French, the gays. <laughs> we recommend avoiding general and often dehumanizing labels uh, of the word the, such as the poor, the mentally ill, the French, the disabled, the college educated. Instead, use wording such as people with mental illnesses or people with college degrees, the guidance wrote. It further advised and used these descriptions only when clearly relevant. The response was swift as people claimed the change was woke and even the U.S.-France embassy chimed, poked fun at the recommendation. Let's see what some people said. Um, the French embassy trolls the woke AP style book is exactly what I needed tonight. Uh, oh, uh, Eric Zamor uh, said, we are the French. Um, the people suffering from Frenchness is the implied answer. Aren't you the Associated Press? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, should we stop referring to the AP style book and refer to a style book experiencing stupidity? So people with Frenchness, people who are French, people experiencing Frenchness. This is amazing. Don't tell the Ohio State that. The Ohio State is going to be pissed. People with Ohio State University. <laughs> I can just see the trademark now. Somebody posted a caption of The Simpsons. Another person posted a picture of The Batman. <laughs> the Be the Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, is this a Dave Chappelle joke? Um, are you drunk? Someone said, remember, don't order the fries. Order the fries Order fries experiencing French Frenchness. <laughs> I love the internet. All right, moving on. You're welcome. I uh, just wanted to share that little bit of uh, of info with you there. I thought it was pretty pretty humorous. Uh, apparently, the word "the" is now racist. Um, okay, let's get in some real stuff here. We got to talk about black reparations, people. Um, this video went incredibly viral. I'm going to try to get it loaded up here in the queue. Um, and I'm just going to let it play, I guess. And then we're going to talk about it. Uh, but this is pretty, pretty insane. Uh, this comes from my buddy, uh, Rogan O'Hanley or DC Drano. It's probably a bunch of you know him. Let's see. America has about 10 major exports, gold, oil, water, mm -hmm. electricity. We get a 25% cut permanently this is perpetual mm -hmm. every time america makes a dollar we get 25 cents of that dollar as part of the reparations payment american africans 60 percent of us make up 10 states all 10 of the states that represent 60 percent of us are seaboarding states we should automatically control the port so we know what's coming in what's going out and we also get a percentage of that but here's my biggest issue with reparations three mm -hmm. one psychological damages I'm not hearing enough of the reparations talking heads discuss enough about the psychological damages. You know you can get far more from what you're owed psychologically than you can ever get for 243 years of unpaid labor on the plantation. 
The psychological damage is what, what, what affects us the most. Every time you see a black man with a white woman, that's psychological damage. Every time you see a black woman with a blonde wig on her head, that's psychological damage. Every time you see a little black boy or girl playing with a white doll instead of a black doll, that's psychological damage. When you see a black man take the life of, of another black man, that's psychological damage. America owes us more for the psychological holocaust than she can ever owe for the labor. Wow. The last part, I mean, the reparations thing is ridiculous. Uh, just 25% alone on the American exports, that's $2 trillion a year. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but, but the last part, anytime you see a black man married to a white woman, that's psychological damage. Every time you see... Uh, a black child and a white child playing together, that's psychological damage. Every time you see a black child playing with a white doll, that's psychological damage. Every time you see black on black crime, that's psychological damage. Um, isn't that the exact opposite of what Martin Luther King had a dream about? I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I, I don't claim. Uh, let's just, let's just, let's just. Let's just read some of this. Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech here. Let's just let's just pull it up. And I'm just curious if I can go back and read some of this stuff here. Let's see. Okay, here we go. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama, it's vicious, racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of uh, interposition and nullification one day uh, right down in Alabama, little black boys and little black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. Those are exact words from Martin Luther King's I have a dream today. Um, so this is a guy who uh, is on the Breakfast Club podcast who is calling for reparations, but calling so by doing and asking for the exact opposite of Martin Luther King, which is just interesting to me. The, 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 the whole thing, the whole thing's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I, when, when, when is it going to stop, right? 25% control the ports, uh, give us reparations. Uh, it's, it, it's interesting to me. I don't understand it. Uh, and I, I, I kind of think it's sad. I, I think, I think that we need to get over this crap. Uh, nobody knows anybody that owned a slave. Uh, I, I've never owned a slave. My grandparents didn't own a slave. Their parents didn't own a slave. Their grandparents didn't own a slave. I don't know what they're talking about here. Um, there are black people in power all over. Uh, some of the richest people in America are black. Uh, the president of the United States was black. The vice president is a black female. I can't stand her, but she's still a vice president that is a black female. I don't understand this. I don't understand um, this, this, this push for reparations, except for an attempt to be lazy 
uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And yes, I realize that's probably very controversial, but that's what this reparations thing is. It's laziness. It is an attempt to not have to do anything and not have to work at all. I disagree with it completely. And I, I think that we need to do better. Anyway, that's it, guys. That's all that I've got for you right now on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to share this message with your friends. Make sure to uh, give us a rating. Give us five stars. It helps us in the review. That's all we have for this episode of the Dear America podcast. And we'll see you all again next time.